Hello there, and welcome to the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com. It is Wednesday, January the 31st, about 10.45 a.m. Central Time. Do not know where this month went, Ryan. That is Ryan Merkin. January flew by. Um, But the good news, when February rolls around on February 2nd, I sent this to Ryan yesterday, Barry Manilow tickets on sale. For the well in Des Moines. This is the last show there, Ryan. He's saying this is it. Barry Manilow, I think the show's in April or May. Tickets go on sale this Friday. You can thank me later for getting that out there on this podcast. It's a big it's a big stretch for you. It's a big air show. Supply, air supply, Barry Manilow. I think Barry Manilow wins, though, doesn't he? Like, yeah. if you're oh, talking yeah. about, hey, monster shows, legends, Barry Manilow's a legend. Barry Manilow is a legend. And he's coming to Des Moines. Last time ever. So, you know, we got state wrestling coming up in Des Moines. That's a big, big show. That's a big, big deal. It's not Barry Manilow. Sorry. (laughs) This is a strong start. Strongest (laughs) opening we've had to a podcast in years. Most most of the kids that will listen to this. Oh, they don't know. Who the heck is Barry Manilow? Is that lost it? Yeah, I lost it a long time ago. Did you pick up tickets to anything while you were while we were in Cedar Rapids last Friday? No, and I was rally. I was digging around when I was down at TBK too because they've got the casino right off of I eighty there. They've got some shows there, but I haven't had a chance to dig into what's coming. Rob and I just follow each other around the state for youth stuff for our kids stuff. I was there <laughs> the week before that for this. I think I probably said this on the show. I I can't get over this. I was there for the seven forty five. <laughs> AM tip off game on a Sunday morning. I didn't even know such a thing existed. We got there for basketball or for volleyball, and our first match was at eight. There were already kids on the soccer field, like into oh, yeah. their matches already. I don't know yeah. what time they started. Yeah, there was baseball games, softball games, excuse me. I think it was softball in progress when I walked in there at 7 30 a.m. for the I mean, it's just, just crazy. And look, if you know me, if you've run into me, if you've listened to this, like I love sport. I mean, Rob, we're 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 old guys now that have made our living in sports, right? You know, what I mean, like we're we're writing about. I'm into sports. I've never I've never told my kid they had to do a sport or whatever. Like they choose what they want to do. And so I'm one of these parents too. But if you've met me, I'm I'm pretty low key. I'm not, I don't get real amped up. I love watching my kids do what they enjoy. And I'm not saying anything about any of the parents that were there, that, but I'm just like, we can skip the 7 a.m. games on Sunday morning. <laughs> like that's, that's cool with me. You don't want to start till 10. Like, that's all right. I yeah, can deal with that. We can adjust the schedule. There's I no can, problem yeah. with that. I'll be up at the Unidome this weekend. There you go. Older um, kids volleyball. I, I like to give everybody a, a slight update. I did this last week too on on my personal life, not my personal life, my my regular beyond life. getting better mental tickets. Yeah, beyond beyond <laughs> what concerts I'm I'm planning on going to, what what entertainment events. Um, but yeah, Rob knows this because um, well, we Rob and I talk at games and and you know communicate about what we're going to do for the site and stuff. But I'm always at our house, Rob. I'm I'm a night person. My wife's a morning person, and, and it it kind of works out or whatever. But I have re- my sleep patterns have really gotten out of control here, like since Christmas break. <laughs> so, like several times this week, I've gone to bed. I've I've gotten into bed. My wife has heard me because she's my wife's an accountant. 
she's crazy busy right now. And she gets up early and works in the morning a lot at our home office, which used to be my office. Now I'm in the kitchen. Uh, people can't see this, but I'm in, I'm, I'm kicked out of my office. I'm in the kitchen for several months during tax season. She's taken over, but she'll go work down there before she gets the kids to school and then, and then go into her office. There's been several times this week, Rob, when, or in the last couple of weeks where I go to bed, she hears me, gets up and just starts her day. So I'm going to bed like <laughs> three, 4 a.m. Joni's waking up at that time. And, she wakes up and she's like, well, I might as well. My alarm was going to go off in a little bit anyway. So basically what I'm saying is somebody is awake at our house 24 hours a day. It's just that, nuts. That, nobody's it's, going to rob your house. No. Somebody's the, always the, up. The lights are on in our, like, <laughs> the light is on, our living room light is on like 24 hours a day. Our, I'm sure our neighbors are like, what do these people do? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. It's just, I, I, I just thought about that when I woke up this morning. I'm like, my first thought was, I need to start getting some more sleep. Like, I really need to start getting some more sleep, just focusing on it. And then second of all, either Joni or I are basically awake, like, 24 hours a day. It's like we're going on shifts here. It's just this time of year for our family, and every family has these. But this time of year, both kids have basketball tournaments this weekend. Um, I mean, Joni's working a ton, ton of hours. I'm... I'm busy this time of year. It's just you going to Cedar Falls at all, or in that area we can carpool. Um, I don't think so. I'm we we should Rob. We really should coordinate this better. (laughs) We need to compare our schedules. You you have volleyball this time of year, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to about. uh, We're we're in the PM shift on Saturday, so we should get home around midnight. Perfect. Yep. I've got the 7 a.m. game. Rob's going to have the 9:45 p.m. game. At the Unidome. All right, enough of enough of that. But the we, got, we got we got we got too much stuff to talk about, and I'm wasting time telling people what time I go to bed at night. We're reason we're busy is because there is a lot going on, and yes. uh, probably a good place to start. Ryan is um, girls wrestling, which uh, we were up in Cedar Rapids for the Super Regionals <clears throat> on Friday, um, and then. Coming a little bit closer to home, starting tomorrow on Thursday, February the 1st, the Girls State Wrestling Tournament at, in Coralville. And I know Ryan will attest to this. If you're going, be prepared. It's going to take some time. Totally. And the parking is going to be – situation will not be fun. But uh, the wrestling inside the arena will be fun, Ryan. Yeah, and I – I think people probably learned that from last year. Go leave yourself some time. Go early. Um, just like anything else. I know, I know people say that and you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to do, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Rob, somebody, we, I need to send a thank you card to somebody at the girls union. Um, they, I think they must listen to the show. They listen to us. They, I mean, we get a super regional in Cedar Rapids and state it extreme. Cause as we say, Rob and I just care about ourselves. So they're making it easy for us. Which so that's important. We don't uh, care about the people in Fort Dodge. <laughs> we just care about us. <laughs> it is it is great. Um, I was going to ask you, Rob. I bounced this off a couple coaches because um, we had what four teams? Um, Iowa City High and Iowa City West were both at uh, were both at Des Moines at Hy-Vee Hall um, in, in separate regionals at those super regionals where there's two each last Friday. But um, Clear Creek, Solon. West Branch, Liberty, all at um, 
all in Cedar Rapids where Rob and I were at. And uh, I enjoyed it. I told you beforehand, I was looking forward to it. I, I enjoyed it. Those are cool. I, I, I heard kind of some rumblings that they're probably and this sport is going to undergo a lot of changes. I mean, you have to think about it. You look back at the program from a sport like soccer or whatever, and you look back and it's like, Oh my gosh, like there was one class of soccer, but, but I, I mean, in my 20 years of doing journalism, I've never covered a sport that start that got sanctioned and started. I mean, I, I had some schools add a sport, like some schools add soccer, some schools start a tennis program or a swimming program or whatever, but never the state sanctioned a sport like this. So yeah, I mean, you, if you do, if you look back at soccer and some of these things, I mean, there was one, one class. I remember that. Classes. I was at the press citizen then. It went, yeah. I talked to a, a Liberty wrestling coach who thinks it could happen very soon that they break into at least two classes. Yeah. And, and that's where I was going. I, Kind of, I I talked to some coaches at Super Regionals, and they thought maybe as early as next year. And again, I'm not trying to break any news or whatever. This is just kind of conversation, but um, maybe as early as next year they could go to, um, you know, these regionals. Wouldn't it be Super Regionals? They'd be, um, you know, regular regional eight, you know, eight regionals at, at high school sites or whatever, which would be really cool too. Yeah. I like the idea of doing it like this to start. I thought the crowds have been really good. I. I when you get it in these arenas or these, I mean, it could be a high school gym too. If you have like a, you know, some of the nice high school, it just gives it a really good feel, like a tournament feel. Like I enjoyed it. I think the coaches and, and wrestlers enjoyed it, but um, it's crazy. Rob and I talked about that, you know, beforehand. It, it is, it's, it, it's kind of crazy. Rob, I talked to some wrestlers about this and coaches. I thought this year ran much smoother as I far agree. as, and I don't mean, I don't mean that on the end that like, the people that do this, I mean, the, the girls union to the to the actual people sitting there at the desk running the track wrestling everything, it it runs amazing. I mean, they are on, they're going. It's like a good track meet or a good rest. I mean, it's going. So I'm not saying it didn't it ran poorly, but it was just I felt like the kids knew what to expect this year. Where <laughs> the example I gave was last year, I felt like you'd have a girl down there like on the side of the mat, like ready to go, and her match would be. 50 minutes out you know and it's like because they just kids weren't sure how to you know do a big tournament like this they'd never been through it or they were and this year I just felt like it was much it ran much smoother I was going to you know kind of get your opinion on that Rob I I thought it ran really it was just everybody kind of I felt like everybody kind of knew what to expect more it was just a little bit smoother all the way around yeah I agree and there were only a couple times when I was there for a couple hours and there were only a few times where they're like um Mary Smith report to Matt too yeah. to wrestle. Like most times, the kids were ready to go, and it just it ran really smoothly, yeah. smoothly. But yeah, it's. I mean, I think you could see a couple classes, you know, soon. Um, which I, I mean, just as participation grows, um, it's really interesting too. I mean, we'll we'll have coverage all week, of, of, or you know, today, um, tomorrow, Friday, we'll have stuff on the site. But it's really hard at this point to get on the medal stand when you're looking at, I mean, one class. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I was thinking about this, just the level that you have to be at when you put everything together in one class in these big brackets to, to, you know, wrestle in this thing Friday evening, it's really hard, you know? So um, not that that's a reason to change, but I think as the participation continues to grow, it's going to kind of, they're probably going to need to make this, you know, another day um and and divided them to do a couple classes it it was i was talking to another media person um it is funny to me right now as you're typing up the results and I, it's like you know 
Indiana basketball or whatever back in the day, Rob, where you're typing up results or when I'm doing my previews, it's like, okay, what are the teams that are, you know, at this regional? And it's like, you're going down the list and you're typing and you're like, um, Bettendorf, Pleasant Valley, Durant. It's like, all, it's like everybody's just in the same, in the same class. I'm doing this in this state for 10 years. You know, I'm typing up the Des Moines one and it's like, you know, West Des Moines Valley, you know, whatever. And then it's, you know, Southeast Pole and then it's Earlham. And you're like, wait, what? It is just kind of a shock to the system. But yeah, everybody's competing at the same level. And I, I feel like the wrestling's really improved too, Rob. I should mention that. Um, just as, as these kids continue to wrestle more. And I don't even mean high school. I mean, a lot of the girls I talk to, uh, a lot of the wrestlers I talk to, you know, how have you been able to make improvements? I wrestled all summer. You know, I did this. I, I, they're just spending more time with it, which is awesome. You're seeing kids really, really commit to the sport, you know, fall in love with the sport. And, and that's great. But the product continues to get better too. There were some really good matches uh, in the finals. I was there for, for most of semifinals. Uh, I had to get my kids home from school. So Rob kind of took the early session at regionals. And then um, I had the late session a little bit, but um, but man, there were some really good finals there. Um, and that, that's fun to watch too, as I feel like the, the wrestling continues to improve. Um, but from our area, Rob, 16 kids. And I think my big takeaway was 16 qualifiers. I, I need to double check this. I could be saying wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think we had 17 last year, if I remember right. But my big takeaway was the improvement. I feel like from, there, there was a decent amount of return qualifiers among those 16, you know, from our area, kids that were there last year that are going back again. But as I went through it last Friday, um, and then as I've worked on my preview stuff this week, the big, my big takeaway is how really all of our programs, I think, continue to go in the right direction. Um, West Branch had two qualifiers last year. This year they have one with Tegan Hartz, who's, who's really improved. She's ranked this week one of three area kids ranked. I think she's 10th um, at 170. She's a regional champ. Um, so, you know, she's continued to improve, but, you know, they, and, and, and really West Branch, I, I, they're in that mix too of programs that continue to grow. I mean, they had multiple kids at that regional that were close to state qualifiers. They have some good young kids, I think, um, you know, that, that competed well last Friday, but, City High, I think, had three last year, Rob, and they have four, I believe, or, or I, I'm, I don't have this in front of me. I'm sorry, but I'm probably messing it up. But City High West had one last year. They have three. Uh, Clear Creek has three. Solon had three a year ago. They have four. So you're seeing a lot of these teams, you know, get, grow their number of qualifiers. I think almost all those teams I just said competed better as a team at the district meet this year than they did last year. So that's the encouraging thing is I think across the board, all of our girls programs took a step forward this year. Liberty. I didn't even mention Liberty. Um, you know, they took a big step forward as well. So yeah, I just, I think that's the, that was the cool thing for me as I, as the dust kind of settled on, on the regional meets was the improvements that I feel like our area programs have made Rob, um, both in terms of qualifiers, but then just overall how, how they competed. I think everybody either met or exceeded what they did last year um, at the regional. And now, you know, now you have a chance to see if they, if these teams can you know, meet or exceed what they did last year um, at the state meet this week. So looking forward to it. Yeah. I noticed in reading, in reading uh, your rundown of the qualifiers that a lot of those kids will be back next year. It didn't yeah. seem like you had many seniors in there. I don't know how many you have, but it looked like, 
underclassmen and just kids that will be back next year. Yeah. And I noticed that I'm glad you said that because I, I noticed it too, as I, as I did that, um, Kara Vadepo from Solon's a junior, Taylor Cavanaugh from Liberty's a sophomore. I mean, you just look at the number of kids, Eliza Mitchell from City's a freshman, McKenna Rogers, who was a medalist last year. She was a regional runner up from Solon. She's a sophomore. There's only a handful of seniors amongst our qualifiers, two um, from Clear Creek, which is Marley McBride was a state qualifier last year. Um, so great for her to get back. And then um, Haley Borman, who was really close last year and, and made it made it this year. So that's awesome for them. But, um, you know, West High has a freshman in Peyton Van Dyke. City High has you know two sophomores, with Molly Carlson. Um, you know, Clear Creek has a freshman. Uh, like I said, I mentioned Tegan Hart. She's a junior. There's just, I mean, I think there's two two senior qualifiers, and then over half of them are um, underclassmen. Rob, and and again, it just kind of speaks to you know how new this sport is. I mean, a lot of these girls, you know, a lot of upperclassmen probably weren't out the last two years. To be totally honest with you, it's a hard thing to pick up. So a lot of these kids, but but the improvement that that all these, I mean. The sport just continues to grow and, and the product continues to get better. I remember, you know, watching it early last year. It was just like you'd have these wild swings and matches, um, you know, just as as kids were trying to figure out positioning and all that stuff. And it just continues to it continues and continues to get better, uh, which has been fun for somebody like me to watch as it as it grows because because it's still growing. I mean, as far as numbers and participation and, and popularity. So and I think we'll see that this weekend. Um you know, with attendance and, and um, just excitement. So it's fun. I, I've enjoyed covering this. And like I said, I'm looking forward to to a couple of days at Extreme. I know it's like we talked about, it's so spread out now. There's one class. It's hard to really get a handle on kids and who's going to do what. Do you have any feel like for, you know, the outlook for, for our kids this week? I mean, I, th- I think the big thing for me is I – I look at the kids that were there last year. I just, like I said, especially for a sport that's still kind of in the beginning of this, it's like, I just think that experience is, is going to be so important for kids. Um, The two. We see it too. Like the first, like if a a team hasn't been to the dome in a long time, kind of, or Wells and you're like, wow, they they have those bright eye, like, wow, we're here. So yeah, that is a big step. And there's, you know, and there's a lot of matchup stuff to it too. And, yeah. and uh, there's just some really incredible wrestlers at the top of these brackets, you know, from, from around the state. Um, I, I'll have my preview out shortly actually. Um, but yeah, Rob, there's like of the 14 weight, I, I don't have this in front of me, but I, I, I kind of do a breakdown where it's like some quick information, undefeated wrestlers, returning state, state champs. I think of the 14 weight class, I think there's like 12 returning state champs or something like that. Wow. You know what I mean? Which again, 11 or 12. Yeah, that makes sense like, though. It's a there, not, there hasn't been a lot of upperclassmen when you yeah. start. Yeah. And so there's a lot of really high end, but um, Tegan Hart's from West Branch. She was there last year. I think she's wrestling really well. Um, and, and we have four, Rob, of our 16 qualifiers are at 170. So, and, and I think all of them have a chance to, um, you know, to win matches down there. Um, Kenzie Steele and Molly Carlson, um, Molly Carlson from city and, and Kenzie Steele from, from Liberty wrestle each other in the opening round, which will, which will be interesting. They've faced off this year too before, but um, I really look for the two Solon girls, um, Kara Vadepo and, and 
um, McKenna Rogers. Um, those are two to really keep an eye on both wrestling really well. Videpo had a really impressive win over she's, I think she was 10th last week. I think she's ninth this week, but, um, one of 15 zero tech fall over the girl that was ranked 10th in the regional final. And then, um, uh, McKenna Rogers was fifth last year. She was undefeated going into regionals and lost the final to um, really talented girl from Durant who beat her, I think seven, four uh, who's undefeated this year. So um, that'll be, she's at one Oh five. That'll be an interesting bracket to watch. She certainly, certainly showed last year. She can compete and Videpo as well. I mean, she's really wrestling well um, in that she's in that hundred pound bracket with Taylor Kavanaugh from uh, Liberty. Who's really wrestling well. So, those are those will kind of be the ones. I mean, obviously, we're going to try to watch. I'll be watching a bunch of kids, um, but those are kind of ones that I have my eye on. It, with Evelyn Eggleston from from Liberty. There too. you go. Awesome. That's my kid. That's she's her. Her she, younger sister plays on my okay. my youngest volleyball team. Okay. I was talking to her dad, Gary, who's an assistant coach at Liberty, yeah. um, at volleyball on Sunday morning, very early at TBK. We were we were there talking <laughs> some wrestling and. Uh, yeah. She wrestled really well at regionals, really yeah. well. It, she threw was, some girl from in the quarterfinals, and the girl hit her head. I, she wasn't trying to do it. And Gary was talking about, you know, a big part of these kids getting into this sport is learning how to fall, just basic things like that. And this girl hit her head, and, and Evelyn was, like, shaken up by it, and the girl got up and – you know, she asked if she was all right, but those are the type of things you were talking about in, in a new sport, just yeah. little things like that, knowing yeah. how to fall. Yep. A hundred percent. You've seen kind of some of those awkward, yeah, awkward falls. And, um, I was, I told my wife this right when I got home that night, cause I, I went from, I went from there to, to basketball, um, and which obviously we'll get into here in a second, but I went to a basketball game that night and I got home. I actually stopped home and, and picked up my son. Cause he didn't want to go with my wife who was my other kids had stuff. So he went with me to basketball, but we got home and she asked me how wrestling was. And I told, this is like the first thing I told her, Rob, when this is what's so fun about doing this after however long, when she came off the mat in her final, she pinned the girl to win it and she came off the mat and I just happened to be right there. And she was like celebrating with her teammates and they were, they were all just kind of yelling. And so I was kind of like, usually, you know, especially in a sport like that, like track or wrestling, kids are really out of breath. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to see if I can gra- like interview her right now. So I was like, hey, can I ask you a couple questions? And it was like, it was just, it was a good interview. She did a great job of, you know, talking. Stuff. But it's, those are the ones that are so, I mean, talk about a kid that was just pure, un- unadulterated excitement, right? I mean, just, that's what's so fun. You see these kids, they're so excited. It was awesome. I mean, that really kind of made my day of covering that, just seeing how – and all of her friends are around when I'm interviewing her, and I'm like, all right, like, you know, go celebrate with your friends, but just so excited. That was really – that was really fun. That was cool. So That's the, the best hopefully part. We'll get some, hopefully I'll get some more of that, you know, this weekend. That's what makes it fun, seeing kids, um, you know, achieve, achieve goals they've set for themselves and then just be really excited about it. We'll say this again again, before we finish the podcast, but the PSA that we like to tell you folks is we talked whatever 15, 20 minutes of wrestling here, uh, girls wrestling, go to the website, yourprepsports.com. You can catch all the stuff we've talked about of what we covered last week. And then Ryan's preview on what we'll see this week 
uh, in Coralville. Let's flip over to boys wrestling, Ryan. Is that next on the rundown? Yes. Yeah. Regional duels. You were up and watched Solon and Mount Vernon last night. Yeah. So our our teams, nobody nobody at the state duel tournament this weekend, Rob, which is um, at Extreme Arena on Saturday. So um, Solon, I thought, actually wrestled wrestled really well yesterday. Um, their Mount Vernon's really good. I mean, that's a, you know, in the, in the words of Aaron Hayden felt, you know, the Solon coach, that's a state semifinalist, state finalist, state championship type team, I think is what he said, but um, they wrestled really tough. Um, Mount Vernon's really, really good across the board. So congratulations to them. Um, and then you look at kind of the other teams that we had um, West and Clear Creek lost opening round matches, Clear Creek to, to North Scott um, West Cedar Rapids Prairie. And then um, West branch uh, again was in a final and they lost to Wilton who has been, you know, I mean, if you follow wrestling in the state, you know, it's been one of the best, you know, one, a teams uh, for a long, long time. And West branch lost to them. And then city lost to Southeast Polk, who's been one of the best three, a teams for a long, long time. So the dual season comes to a close, Rob. And now we move on to regionals or excuse me, districts districts which are a week from saturday so um it's it's officially that time districts and then state um we'll have a bunch of coverage from districts um city high goes to bettendorf again that's where they were at last year uh they're there with clear creek so and then um west goes to west and liberty go to uh prairie so solon hosts and um west branch and regina go to Pleasantville, I believe. So we'll have coverage of all of that um, coverage leading into it, coverage coming out of it uh, as we get into state. But yeah, our, our, our dual season comes to an end or came to an end last night. And it's on, it's now it's on to the, if you keep winning, you keep wrestling. It's that, it's that time of year. Yep. You know where you stand. Yep. All right, before we get into some basketball discussion here, I want to let folks know that support for this podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at sui.org. That is sui.org. Thank you to Systems Unlimited, over half a century of helping folks in our area, uh, and we certainly appreciate their support of the podcast. Let's jump into some hoops, Ryan. Now i got to switch over and get back into our outline. Um, boys basketball. Clear Creek Amanda is hot. That's the uh, that's the bullet, your first bullet point. They've won six they in are. a row, won at Grinnell on Tuesday. Does the Grinnell High School team play like the boys, the uh, the college team? The college? <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> They Man. score like 200 points a game, right? Do they still do that at Grinnell? I haven't kept an they, eye on. They do. It's so it's the it's the I know way too much about small college. <laughs> um it's the coach that kind of implemented that style. It's his son that's there now and they do That coaches the high school team? No, no, oh, the, coaches the college the, the Grinnell College. Okay. They do, but it's kind of a scaled down version a little bit I think of of um you know of what they were doing. Um, with the scoring all the points, but I was just on their website not that long ago. I can't remember what I was looking for, but um, and again, I'm I'm losing we're I'm losing listeners by talking about this. But what they do, it's actually really interesting. 
you know, it used to be. <laughs> so my brother coached small college around here for a while um, and they played them. And, and that, I mean, this is in the height of them scoring 170, 180, whatever. My favorite thing to do, because they, if you've never seen it, it, for lack of a better, I mean, they shoot a bunch of threes and they play at this breakneck pace. But, I mean, really, they just, they pressure, the, or they used to, pressure the ball so much in the front court, or in the, excuse me, in the back court, that it was all, if, if you broke the press, you were going to get a dunk or a layup. But, but you would, you know, they'd, they'd turn you over 30 times and they were, it was, you know, it's kind of an analytical, like we're going to take X number more shots than you. And we're going to take X number more threes. But my favorite thing to look at in the box scores was some guy from the other team would always be like, like usually like the other team's center, Rob, or, or foreman would be like 23 of 26 from the field. He'd have like 57 and like, and usually like 18 or 20 boards, you know, cause they're, cause they're shooting a hundred and some shots. And that was, I, I couldn't wait for them to play. This is like shortly after I got done with Kyle, cause these, these stat, I would just find these stat lines and just send them. I'd be like, send them to people like this guy had 57. Um, but my favorite thing now is I looked at the one of their box scores the other day. They played 21 kids in, in a game. Like their wow. bench was, they have to have like double rows of chairs. They played 21 guys. That's insane. In a game. I don't know how you even keep track of that as a coach. I, so the, their division three, I believe. Because I know there's, I know, I mean, there's different levels of, of obviously, like. Doesn't David Bluter play for them? He does. Yeah. And that's actually why I was on there. I was, okay. I, I do my alumni report. And I, again, PSA, if you know somebody doing awesome things, uh, 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 your prep sports alumni, like send it to me. I try to keep track of all the kids I've covered. Um, like I, I really do. I, I, I enjoy seeing these kids have success. I, I can't, I, I have a list of kids when they commit and go somewhere, I can't keep it updated. Um, yeah. So if you're listening to this, even if it's not, you know, your, if you know of somebody, whether you're a coach or, or just a community member, let me know that's playing in college or where they're at or whatever, because I really like to do that um, and highlight those kids. And, but so I was looking at it, David's stat line, he plays. Um, and so I was kind of checking his stat lines. Uh, but yeah, they played 21 guys. I'm like, I was going to make some phone calls about this because, again, I know a lot of people that do. If there was a rule with how many guys you could have in the book or, you know, how many guys you could dress yeah. at that level, basically, like, 21 guys. <laughs> I'm just like. That must have been great for the guys at the or gals at the scorer's table. That, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> it's guys like me or, like, Jeff Linder. People know Jeff. Jeff's a good friend of mine that works for the Gazette. Because Jeff enters in his stats, you know, if somebody comes into the game. So yeah. it's like, you know, at the end of the game, you know, they'll empty the bench. I'm just picturing Jeff with a list of 20, 21 guys that he's going to get in his box score. Um, yeah, 21 guys. Crazy. But, no, it's back on back on task, Rob. This is what happens when uh, we podcast <laughs> on these days after I, I haven't slept very much. But, um, no, we were talking a couple weeks ago about the postseason coming up, et cetera, et cetera, and um, – I'm not trying to overreact here or, or get too crazy with anything. Um, the Clear Creek Amanda girls coaches, um, Coach Sweeney and, and his staff are always giving me a hard time because basically I anointed them state champions like a month and a half ago and, and they're, they're giving me a hard time. I know talking to coaches about jinx and stuff or whatever, but I, Rob, this Clear Creek boys team is going to be going to put themselves in a really good position 
going into the postseason. And I'm not even talking seeding or whatever. I'm talking about going into the postseason as a team that nobody wants to play. And I really, I really mean that. I mean, we saw them early. I saw them early twice. Um, and they lose to West and Liberty and, and so, and then they lose to Solon by 12 in, in on December 12th. And then they, I'm going to be honest. They kind of had a head scratching loss to me at Benton. They lost that game by two um, in the last game before break, which I'm not putting down Benton, but I, I thought that was a game they'd win. Since then, they lost to Mount Vernon. That's their only loss. They beat Benton 72 to 41, um, you know, earlier this week. I mean, they're just, I guess that was Friday. Sorry. Um, I mean, they're just kind of rolling and it's, you know, they beat Williamsburg. Um, they beat Grinnell last night. That's their best win of the season. I mean, this Grinnell team has, has played really well. Um, on the road and you look, they go to South Tama and have Washington on Saturday. They've won six in a row and they're 10 and five. They go to South Tama. They host Washington and then they have a huge week the next week where they host Grinnell in a makeup game and they host Williamsburg. And then they play at Marion, who I think is eighth in three, a this week or ninth. Um, so they have a huge, you know, that's those games. Um, the, the, like I said, the Grinnell game is a makeup game, but those games are Monday against Grinnell, Tuesday against Williamsburg, and then Friday against wow. Marion. That's a huge week. But I mean, there's a really good chance that they come into that 12 and five. They've won eight games in a row. And I mean, I, the way they play offense, um, Andrew Rotzel, Hayden Hardy is just really good at, at, you know, kind of, he's a playmaking, he's a playmaker. Like he can rebound, he can, he can um, run the offense, he can get the ball in the hands of guys. But Andrew Rotzel can absolutely fill it up. I mean, he can, he can shoot it. You know, he's shooting it at almost 50% from three at one point. Um, and, and we talked about this last year. These guys all play. I mean, they took some lumps. There's no way around it. But these guys all played last year. They kind of play that positionless basketball the same way they played when they were a state tournament team, you know, when they finished third um, in 2020, I think that was. Um, yeah, because that was the year of COVID when, like, the last sporting event in the world was me watching Clear Creek Man <laughs> State Tournament before everything stopped. Uh, um, but no, they, they kind of play that way free wheel, but they've been playing good defense, Rob. And that, that's always kind of been the thing with them. Hold Grinnell to 53 last night. You hold Benton to 41, Vinton Shellsburg to 44. Um, so if they can continue to defend and get some stops, cause they're so good on offense, Brody club had nine last night. So they get Brody back. Uh, and the way that Robert Mead is, has played kind of in his absence in the post, Rob, again, I'm not trying to be the guy that's just always like, you know, one of our teams has some success. And then I'm like, they're going to win it all. Like, I'm not <laughs> trying to get like way ahead of like, way out over my skis here, but I, I'm kind of excited because I felt like we kind of called this on here a little in, in, to a degree, Rob, when we saw them early, it's like you play these four a teams and they're still playing a lot of young guys and, and not having Brody club and kind of trying to figure some things out, but they took some lumps early, but man, I mean, Talk about just the way that you would kind of want to draw it up where you figure some stuff out and then you get into this point in the season because it's a long season. I've talked to some coaches about this in the last couple of weeks, Rob. With this in basketball and wrestling too, 
but wrestling ends, you know, in two weeks, it ends in the middle of February. Basketball with the two week break in there, the season is just long. I mean, you think about volleyball or football season or whatever, if right in the middle of the season, you just took a two, you just had two weeks where you had a, a you know, where you had a break and you're not maybe practicing every day in that, but it's still, it makes the season long. And I feel like, and then you throw in the weather and I'm not even talking about the, the cancellations, but you have a week where we, we had a week here, that one week where it was just a winter wonderland. I mean, it's just snow and, and it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's just tough. It's like kids can really hit a wall and teams can really hit a wall in January. And I, I see it a lot. And then you see some teams really fire out of that. And I think you're seeing that with Clear Creek. I think you're seeing it with some of our girls teams. And if you can kind of harness that at this time of the year where some other teams, even really good teams, are kind of battling it and fighting through it and not – because everybody gets a spike to around the postseason. But if you can kind of stay the course and really be playing well, um, you know, I, I think you have a really good chance. And 3A boys this year, Rob – because, because you know, Solon's undefeated and ranked fourth, and so I've kind of kept up on this. I think this class is wide open. And I, and I don't mean at the state tournament. I mean from one through about 18 to 20. I think there's a bunch of teams that can beat one another. There's a couple teams in there, and we can get into this later. There's a couple teams in there that I wouldn't want anything to do with if I was Clear Creek Amanda or if I was Solon in a, in a sub-state final. Um, there's a couple teams I would not want to see on that, you know, on a, on a seed line in my sub state, but I do, I, I honestly think from, you know, from one to 20, I don't think there's as much separation as there has been in that class for a lot of these years where there's a couple teams at the top of that, that just aren't losing. I don't. Um, so I think that's, I think that's good for Solon. I think it's good for Clear Creek. I mean, again, you get these two at South Tama and at home against Washington, and you put yourself in a situation, they've already beat Grinnell on the road. They've already beat Williamsburg on the road. Those are two good teams. You get a couple more of those, and then you go to Marion, and you know who's a ranked team. I mean, you, you get even two of those, right? And you've won, what would that be? If you get two of those, you get the, you get the two on Friday and Saturday, you get two of those three. You've won something like 10 of 11 going into the postseason. I mean, you, you'd set yourself up well. Yeah, Solon on, a, on the rundown next, Ryan, still unbeaten, ranked fourth this week, beat Regina on Saturday. Regina with a tough, had a tough couple games. They lost, uh, West Branch got revenge, uh, Friday night, and then West Branch lost to a really good Pella Christian team on Monday. Yes. So, uh, yeah. like you said, with the cancellations, the games are coming very quickly yeah. now. And I had Solon on there. I'll talk about Solon. I just want to. This stretch didn't really change anything about what I think about Regina, Rob. I watched that West Branch game. Um, West Jim Branch West, was ready to go, man. They were. I mean, they that looked – you talk about spots. <laughs> you talk about spots a lot in professional – that was a spot. That was a West Branch spot. You could see the spike coming. They got him over there. West Branch had lost a couple games in the last couple weeks that they didn't feel like they should have lost. They gave up 100 to Makokita. And, I mean, and I'm not – you know, I'm not tearing down West Branch and Coach Kern at all. I'm saying, like, they gave up 100. I'm sure he was in his guys' ears about some stuff. And they played really well. They just had a lot of energy. Regina got good shots in the first half, Rob, and they couldn't finish them. Yep. And then they made a heck of a run, and, and Reese Trapanier and Holden Arman made some, made some big-time plays late. But if you didn't read my story, 
go back and read my story. Holden Arneman has an all-time quote, an all-time. I've done this for 20 years, and he, him and Reese Trapani are good friends. I know, I mean, everybody likes Reese. I, I was trying to interview him foolishly by the doorway, and every kid that went through from either school had to stop and fist bump him or whatever, and he was talking to my <laughs> 10-year-old. Um, he's just a – he's a great kid, but – um Holden Arman had an all-time quote about his teammate because um, I asked if he thought he was overlooked. And he he made the case. He was like, he looks like he just sits on the farm 24-7 or something like that. <laughs> but he can absolutely play. I mean, he plays so hard. But it, what I'm getting at, Rob, is it doesn't change at all what I think about Regina. Um, they're really good. They're really well coached. They've got balance on offense. Uh, they had some foul trouble in that game, but – I, I really like them. They're so good defensively. Um, and they run their stuff on offense really well. They had, a, they had, that's a really tough spot. You get your rival at home Friday in a game that you put so much energy into coming back from double digits to take a lead late. And then you got to go to a, you got, I mean, you, you go on the road to play a team that's ranked fourth and undefeated that is a class above you. I mean, you're kind of punching above your weight a little, a little bit. I'm not saying Solon can't beat Regina. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that's a, that's a tough spot. So, they drop out of the rankings at all. They'll be fine. I 100% would not want to play them. I would not want to see them in my substate. I'm not saying that because I cover them. I'm saying it because I've been around Coach Runquist long enough. I would not want him to have several days to prepare for my team. Those kids play really hard. I would want nothing to do with Iowa City Regina in my if I saw them in my substate. So I think they're going to be fine. Um, West Branch. Good late spike for them, obviously. I don't, I, I mean, I haven't talked to them since, since Monday's game against Pella Christian. They played them really tight. That's a game that I'm guessing they probably, you know, came out of with even more confidence. I mean, you just played a top, top eight team tight, but, um, I talked about how we kind of called, I, or we, we a little bit called this surge for Clear Creek late. Rob, I think we kind of called it with Solon too. I mean, again, knock on wood, whatever the coaches want me to do. I told you before break, I'm like, I don't know how many times they're going to lose. I mean, you just looked at their schedule early on with the way they were playing and you try to find losses on their schedule. I mean, last Saturday against Regina was, was one of them. And and they obviously did not lose that. They beat West Delaware last night. They're 16 and 0. I mean, again, I'm wrong more often than I'm right, probably about stuff like this. And, and Rob, we don't get on here and predict scores or anything like that. But I mean, I really did. I don't know how many times they lose. And I know I've said that before. And now we've got it down to five regular season games left. They go to Mount Vernon, which if you know anything about Solon and Mount Vernon, nothing in that is a, is a gimme on either side in any sport. Um, you know, they did handle Mount Vernon at home earlier this season. So I was at that one. Um, they go to Mount Vernon. They get Independence at home, who they beat by 40 earlier this month. Um, they get Williamsburg at home, um, which obviously Williamsburg's a good team. And they go to West Delaware, who they beat last night, um, 57-36. And they go to Washington. So, I mean, it's, te- it's a team that, in all likelihood could be undefeated going into the postseason, which is good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Um, But they're playing really well. Um, And probably the most important thing, Rob, is we've talked about this. They're fourth in the rankings. They're undefeated. 
you've given yourself the best, you've done everything you can do to give yourself a winnable sub-state final. Like I, I mentioned this before, Jared Galpin's going to get tired of me mentioning this, but there, you know, he's been here for three years. They're zero and three in sub-state finals, which that's a heck of an accomplishment to get to three state sub-state finals. But we, how often do we say this, Rob? You do the work early, and then you don't have that. I mean, they they lost. They had Central Dewitt in there one year. Uh, they had Monticello one year. Those were both, I think, top six, top eight teams. Uh, last year they had Newton. You do the work early, and then you have a better chance to win those. Right? They've done the work early. Um, and I mean, I think they're going to have, I think they're going to give themselves a really good chance to, to play in Des Moines. West High's doing some work and that's another team that we kind of foreshadowed had the opportunity to come together. Didn't do it last year, had some injuries this year. They figured it out. I can't, I can't remember my, you mentioned how fast this month has gone, man. My days start to start to, really blend together, but I saw them against Waterloo West um, those last week. So I can't remember if it was before the pod, but the way they're defending Rob is, I mean, that's what kind of sets them apart. They beat Cedar Falls on Saturday, 75, or excuse me, 45, 43. Um, They had some offensive struggles in the second half of that game, but they gave up 43 to a, to a top 10 ranked team. Cedar Falls is good. Really good. So the way they're defending, they gave up 48 at Western Dubuque last night. Um, they're, they're what we, they're everything that I kind of thought they would be this year with what they brought back. Um, really quick on them, Rob, they go to Liberty, um, you know, for, for crosstown rivalry to Burlington makeup of a postponed game. Um, that's Saturday. They go to Burlington and then next week, next, Tuesday, Kennedy at home, and then they end it on the or they end the season on the fifteenth. They they still have uh, six, seven games left, but they end it at Dubuque Senior. So they got two biggies left. That Kennedy game will be really good. I mean, that's I one. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, that's one versus two. Um, and then that senior game, it's really that's a really hard place to play. I watched them play Liberty the other night. They are not going to wow you. Man, they are still one of my favorite teams to watch. And I I know we don't cover them. I won't go off here. But, man, they come out to warm up, and everything they do is – I mean, when they get into something, they get into it like this. They're doing it with pace. There wasn't a lot of people at that game. It's a Monday night makeup game. But you can hear them talk. I mean, when they when they play defense, when they're going through warms, I mean, they're, they're you can hear them talk. They're, they're fun to watch. I mean, the way they share the ball and, and the way they play defensively. But that will be a tough one, too. I and mean, that's a top-10 team. But – yeah, we we won't pod before them. So if you are into basketball in the state, Tuesday at West, um, that'll be a good one. That'll be a really good one. Yeah, and just advice to the kids uh, on West High, if you don't know this, defense helps you win games, and it also puts your head coach in a better mood. So continue on with that, young men. Girls basketball, Ryan, uh, we're closing in on the regional pairings. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about that. Who's in the best spot as those uh, get ready to get rolled out? Yeah, I mean, I I think Clear Creek, obviously. Um, number one, they're playing incredible. But outside of them, I'm I'm not there's there's not a lot of meat to pick. I mean, they're rolling, Rob, and we've talked about this for a while. Um, you know, Solon is kind of, they had a couple tough losses. They lose to Mount Vernon. They've got Mount Vernon coming up on Friday again on the road. 
So that will be a really big test for them. But they've kind of, they lost that Marion, kind of righted the ship a little bit. You know, West Delaware is a solid team last night. They put it on them, but uh, I'm going to kind of go. You have Solon, you have Mount Vernon, or excuse me, you have Clear Creek. I've said this all along. All season, and I'm not backing off of it. Those two teams are teams that from my untrained eye, Rob, um, look like teams that can win a state championship. I really believe that. Um, you know, that you get down to the state and you got to you got to maybe win a game that, that you don't play your best. You got to have some things go the right way. But I think those two teams are at that level. As far as who's in the best spot going into the postseason or, or as we get close to the postseason parents coming out, I think Regina's in a really good spot, Rob. I really do. Um, you know, they, they lost to Solon the other day, um, which again, as we've talked about, like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a tough, um, it's a tough matchup for them, but I, I honestly think they're in a really good spot. Like we've talked about this multiple times on here. The top of two a is, is really tough, presumably with Dyke new Hartford. Yeah. But away from that. I'm talking now about, you know, getting to the state tournament or, or, you know, winning as much as you can. I just think they're in a good spot as far as I mentioned this last week on the podcast with seeing some different things, putting themselves in position. They're not, they shouldn't feel a lot of pressure. You know, they're, of course, you always want to get to the state tournament, but they're not being talked about a lot, right? I mean, I think they're sixth this week, but you look at their schedule. I mean, Benton's a top 10 team. They lost to them on the road by three. And then their other losses are to Mount Vernon, Northland, and and Solon. So, you know, I think two of those three are, or, no, just the Solon game was on the road. But Solon's a top 10, a top five team in 3A. I, I honestly think them and Mount Vernon might be the two best teams, Rob. You lose to Mount Vernon, who's number one. You lose to um, Northland, who's number one. That's I mean, those are three of the better teams at, at any level outside of 5A in the state, probably. Um, and I just think that Regina, is, if it sounds kind of crazy, but I think they're kind of flying under the radar a little bit, right? Um, they've got really good guards. I think they're they they close the close the regular season mid Prairie at West Liberty at Wilton. Um, you know, they're they they're going to have a chance to win the conference championship. I just think they're in a good spot, Rob. I saw a little bit of the game on on Friday against West Branch after wrestling. Um, I think they're confident. I think they feel good about what they've done. I don't think these losses have, have rattled them at all. I think even with these losses, they're maybe more prepared for the postseason than, than what they have been some other years. I mean, when you look at who they've played, sure, you'd like to win a couple of those, but I think they're in a great spot. I think they've done more than enough to get a really winnable regional final. Um, you'll probably play at home throughout the postseason basically i just think I like they're that to muscatine yeah we i already i already got it lined up bro. i got circled <laughs> on my calendar um i'll pick you up <laughs> we'll swing over so whatever date those regional finals are for two-way girls basketball we'll be at muscatine i already emailed the guy to let him know <laughs> he's like wait he's like we have he's like i don't even know if we're hosting i'm like don't worry about it you will be yep we'll be there regina yep mediapolis <laughs> behind the mediapolis bus <laughs> The ninth year in a row. Um, and then we'll finish up, Brian, uh, Liberty. 
starting oh. to come together, got, getting healthy, starting to peak at the right time. Liberty gets a big win over number three or three, a number six Waller. That's a huge win for them. And, and um, it's, I mentioned this before with the boys, Rob, it's, it's such a long season. It's it, as easy as, or as, as much as every coach is going to stress, you know, no peaks and valleys and, and keep the energy. It's just really hard to just be locked in for, for that long. Um, I, again, this is a team. I know I've said this. They're not going to have the best record. They're probably going to have to go on the road, but this is a team because of the way they play that I just wouldn't want to play. Um, they have a bunch of kids that can hit shots, but that's a really big win for them last night. If nothing else, just because this conference can really chew you up, Rob. I mean, when you look at their losses, they, they lose to Southeast Polk and Wash, Clear Creek Command in a non-conference, and then you you just start going down the list. And West and, and Western Dubuque is good. And um, you know, they beat Linmar, they beat City High, they you know, they they played at Cedar Falls and lost. That Cedar Falls is a top eight team. Xavier. So it's really easy to get going down the hill in the wrong direction and for it to snowball when you're playing so many of these close games, so many of these teams that are good enough to beat you. So that Waller's a really good team. I think they'd won eight or 10 in a row. Um, again, check, check the story that's up on that, but they have West on Friday and then they have a stretch of, a, they can rattle some off Rob. They go, these are not, you know, these are not games you're just going to show up and win, but at Dubuque senior at Jefferson, at Waterloo West before ending with Prairie at the end, who's really good. Um, but that's one of those ones. That's a that's not just a momentum, a bad momentum stopper or whatever you want to say. That's a momentum builder uh, to beat a team as good as Waller. And they had, a you know, Maddie Casey had a good game. Natalie Ramsey had a double-double. Um, that's the thing about them that I think is tough. They had five, you know, Bell Tafoya had a good game. That's what makes them tough. And, and what makes them scary, I think, is, they're going to fire some three-pointers, but they got five or six different kids that can legitimately hit shots. That makes them really tough to defend. Um, but I, I just – I saw that score from last night, and I put it on the rundown. I wanted to bring that up. That's a that's an important game. I've talked to this – I was just talking to to Ryan Kelly, the you know, Liberty boys coach, about it, um, and they had a really good win at Waller. But it's the same thing. This conference is so good, Rob. On both sides, it really is. It's this in the CIML is the same way. You lose a couple of those kind of swing games in the middle, and then all of a sudden you can look up at the end of the year and you're like, man, I'm, you know, you're you're doing your banquet and you're getting your stuff ready, and you're like, I feel like we had a pretty solid team. And then you you pull out the sheet and you look and you won six or seven games, and it, you know, and on paper it doesn't look like you had that good. I mean, that's what can kind of happen because you're going to play 10, 15 games that are going to be really, really, really tough that somebody's good enough to beat you if you don't play well. So winning some of these, winning some of these tight games, winning some of these games against good teams, it's really important. And like I said, this time of year, getting the right, getting going the right direction is, is big. Yep. We're coming down the home stretch and time for teams to build their resumes before the pairings come out. And uh, that's what we'll see here the next few weeks and we'll be back here on the seven nation podcast to talk about that and we'll uh next week we'll be able to look back at girls state wrestling get a closer look at the boys wrestling um and obviously more boys and girls basketball discussion for much more in depth we we went about almost an hour here but barely scratched the surface of what you can find on yourprepsports.com head over there yourprepsports.com everything we discussed here 
and much, much more. Check it out. Uh, until next week, uh, that's it for this edition episode of the Seven Nation podcast. Ryan and I will be back to talk to you next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again to Systems Unlimited for the sponsorship. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.